0: The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in Colombia, Peru, and Romania, and in the states of Wisconsin, Colorado, and Georgia. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support. Because You Keep Tuning In and Listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace. It's through this connection with the limitless part of yourself that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, and wealth. So please use these tips My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today, do I want this? This is a good question to ask when you are allowing yourself to experience life at a deeper level. It will help you discover what your true desires are. This is a question about things, people, experiences, and feelings, and as you'll see later in the show, even about your purpose in life. My next workshop is a continuation of the theme of connecting with your soul and synchronistically also addresses the question in my tip this week. The workshop is connecting with your soul, asking and receiving. The idea of asking for what we really want is so foreign or frightening to most of us that we don't even let ourselves know what we really want. When you ask a child, they'll say, I want a castle or a million dollars. An adult will say, a good night's sleep. What happened to our dreams? Dare we even think about our deepest desires, let alone ask for them? And is it okay to dream big, or is it that like being greedy or selfish or ungrateful? What if you knew the truth that your soul's purpose is to live in joy, to live the life of your dreams? As in this workshop, you will clarify your soul's desire. Release the fears that block your receiving. Learn the most successful ways to ask. Understand the co-creation process. Learn how to recognize what you are receiving. Ramp up the power of manifestation with gratitude, love and acceptance. Learn how to be content and still ask for what you want. Recognize silver linings along the way to reach your goal and leave with new techniques that will help you live your dreams. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas on Sunday, April 10, from 2 to 3.30. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Dan Millman, who will talk with us about the four purposes of life finding meaning and direction in a changing world. Last week, we had a fascinating conversation with Jill Matson on the magic of sound healing. Jill shared information from ancient civilizations along with current research at prestigious institutions like MIT to help us understand how sound can be used to heal the mind, body, spirit, and emotions. She uses that information to create music that helps people truly heal. All you have to do is listen to her award-winning compositions to reap the benefits. The healing happens slowly over time. It's easy to play the music in the background during the day or even while you're sleeping. In fact, it's even more powerful when you're sleeping or deeply relaxed. Jill also explains some architectural mysteries. For instance, the heavy stones that were used to build the pyramids were lifted by using the exact sound that's inherent in the stone, just like you can break a crystal glass by singing the exact tone of the crystal. To learn more, listen to last week's show by going to my website, PaulaJoyce.com, and click on Radio Show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again that's the beauty of having the shows on demand you have easy access any time of day or night allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs Many of you have liked my Dr. Paula page on Facebook, which I really appreciate. I always post what my upcoming shows will be and then post the shows afterwards for on demand listening. I also use my page to share my beliefs and ideas. One person who has been following me commented, I love your posts and the way you think, it's inspirational. Thank you, Lois, for taking the time to let me know how you feel. That inspires me. My silver lining story today adds more to the theme I've been talking about for a while now, the theme of overcoming anger and the blessings I receive along the way. As those of you who have been following my show know, I've had some major victories in this area lately. It's been feeling like the last layer of anger is gone, which is In keeping with the numerology of this year, we are in a nine universal year, which is a time of completion for what we have been focusing on for the last eight years. The end of anger being triggered by past experiences is a huge ending for me. I have been especially attentive over the last week, looking to see if something else would trigger buried anger." In fact, it hasn't, even though the universe has presented me with just such an opportunity. It came in the form of a cruel and factually incorrect email from someone who I have had no contact with in months. I did feel the injustice, but I had no anger or desire to respond. I did, however, experience a flash of worry about whether this person would cause me energetic harm. But then I quickly realized that I've handled these situations in the past, and I know how to do it now with ease. I just put up energetic protection against this person's negativity and blocked and deleted them from all my contacts, email, phone, Skype, and text. Next time, I won't go into worry at all. Having had this experience, I will remember that all I have to do is stay in my power. The best silver lining to all of these negative experiences involving other people's anger is that now I know I am safe. They cannot cause me harm anymore. The icing on the cake was the synchronicity of having gone to Dan Milman's website, peacefulwarrior.com. Last week, while preparing for our show today, as he had suggested, I clicked on the little box that says, try out the life purpose calculator. By putting in my birthday, I was going to learn what my life path is. I have to say, I was a little skeptical because I wasn't sure that there was much more for me to learn on this topic. Was I wrong? Actually, that little calculation type everything up with a bow it was like someone said okay it's time now for you to find out why you've had a lifetime of anger to master here was my silver lining in big bold letters are you ready for this here's a direct quote from dan's website given that your life purpose doesn't come easily 2810s have issues with authority, and before 2810s can assume their own authority, they have to acknowledge, express, and finally release repressed anger toward authority figures. Nothing short of miraculous, the way the universe works, leading us to learn, grow, and heal if we choose to see life that way and to use even trauma for growth to change our life and ultimately find our life path and purposes. We get what we need, which can lead us to what we want. There is more to my life path that involves service and creativity. Service was easy like this radio show and has been consistent with me since childhood. Creativity, on the other hand, has been more challenging. As Dan said, my life purpose didn't come easily. I wanted to dance, paint, and write, but the cards always seemed stacked against me. When I was five, my father laughed at me after my ballet recital and refused to take me to any more lessons. My teachers told me that I had no talent for art or creative writing. In my early years, I tried anyway, but their words were stuck in my head, making it hard for me to believe in myself. So I focused on the academic side of life, getting a PhD, doing postdoctoral work at Yale, teaching at the university, being director of leadership development in the school district, and writing mainly for academic publications. I had my first creative breakthrough in my 40s when I had a couple of children's stories published. A few years later, I had a couple of poems published, and shortly after that, I began experimenting with watercolors, silk painting, and then acrylics. When I retired from my career in education in 1998, I really began to explore my creativity. That year, I had my first exhibit as an artist and joined a writer's group to hone my creative writing abilities. In 2000, I started dancing Argentine tango, and in 2001, I gave my first workshop to help others unblock their creativity. During this same period, I also developed my coaching process, which I named the ultimate creative problem-solving process. Fascinating that it includes creativity. I want to read one of the first pieces I wrote in my writing group, which I did during an impromptu writing exercise, Specific Measurement. Well, for someone who hates measuring and the confines of specificity and the meaning, the prison of the combination of those two words, I can't believe I picked this topic to write about. Well, what am I to learn here? Maybe I need to be less loose and learn to be more specific, or maybe it's okay to be me and hate the confinement, the regulation, the uniformity, conformity, rules, regulations, lockstep, do it my way. That all gets loaded into this phrase for me. Maybe the two words don't even have to go together. Hmm, well, what if I'm baking? Do I need specific measurement? The answer is still no. When have I ever followed a recipe? It's always a jumping off point for me. The freedom to create is so important to me. So, freedom to create. Yet some people create beautiful things to taste, to see, to feel, to smell, to think about that are only possible with specific measurement. Maybe there's room for all the various ways of creating the universe has to offer. Was there, is there, some specific plan for my life, in my life? Oh, well, it's mind-boggling to get into the questions that have no answers. Then there's the beauty of the whirling dervishes, the sense of perfection, of ecstasy, of the sheer rightness of what they do. To become free through the specific movement that might feel confining to some yet takes them to another dimension. Through this very measured pattern, a whirler in the east can feel a whirler in the west when they're spinning. What is good? What is bad? I chose to read This piece today, because of the way my stream of consciousness connected my anger at authoritative rules with creativity and my purpose in life. When I ran across this writing the other day, I was shocked at how close I was to understanding my life path. Our unconscious mind is so wise when we allow ourselves to tap into it. With that, let me introduce our guest for today who truly understands about life path and life purpose. Dan Millman, former world champion, athlete coach, martial arts instructor, and college professor, is the author of 17 books read by millions of people in 29 languages. He teaches worldwide speaking to men and women from all walks of life, including leaders in the fields of health, psychology, education, business, politics, sports, entertainment, And the arts. He lives in New York City and his website is peacefulwarrior.com. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit while listening to the commercials. Click on the link to read about and register for my workshop, Connecting with Your Soul asking and receiving or to schedule one in your area then click on store to purchase my ebook 33 tips for self-empowerment and go to calendar of events to see your question for today stay tuned we'll be right back with dan millman who will talk with us about the four purposes of life
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Seek Greater Awareness Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how you're using your life to learn and grow. And I'm so pleased to welcome Dan Millman, who has made a huge difference in my life through his writings. So I'm very grateful to have you on the show today, Dan, and specifically today to talk about the four purposes of life.
3: Well, hi, Paula. I'm glad to be here with you.
2: Thank you. Um, I I thought it would be instructive for people to understand... Um, the scope of your life that, you know, we don't wake up um, at at, uh, 17 and suddenly decide and see our whole life path before us. us. So how did you um, navigate your way from where you were to where you are now?
3: Good question. Well, it, it all started as a little boy. I liked climbing trees and swinging on ropes and doing acrobatics. So I ended up Discovering an old trampoline one day and loved jumping up and down and trying um, different stunts on it. And I never guessed that would lead to a scholarship to the University of California and later uh, some national championships and an uh, eventual world championship. But when I was a young athlete and a coach at Stanford University, I was focused on how to create more talent for sport. Um, Rather than just work on the, the skills of gymnastics, I worked with the team on improving those qualities that make up the ability to learn faster and easier and rise to higher levels. And my theory did work out in practice. The team went from the bottom of our conference to one of the top three teams in the United States in about three and a half years, and I did coach the top U.S. Olympian. But around that time, I came to realize that being able to do athletic stunts uh, and handstands and cartwheels, as much fun as they were, they, that didn't help me much when I went out on a date. <laughs> and those skills, those skills didn't help me when I got married and had children and dealt with financial challenges and career decisions and the, and the, those issues and challenges of everyday life. So I started asking bigger questions. How can we create a kind of talent, not for sport necessarily, but for life? for the, the events and the challenges we face in everyday life. And that search, that question, led me really around the world, and I studied with a number of mentors over several decades, and it eventually led to an approach to living uh, that I described in my first book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Um, and it, it involves certain principles and practices, and my newest book uh, out in paperback, as you know, The Four Purposes of Life, puts a lot of those pieces together and, and under the theme of life purpose. Robert Byrne once said, the purpose of life is a life of purpose. And that's a key to many of our lives, to have a certain focus, knowing where we're going, what we're here to do, and what we're doing here. So I think that brings us up to date. Um, uh, well,
2: that's fascinating and and what I heard you saying and I'm wondering how important this is uh, to our listeners that you really followed what you um, were hearing inside your head that you didn't say, oh, that's ridiculous, I'm a good athlete, look how much success I've had, I need to follow this path, but you heard those voices that were saying, what more do I want, what else is there for me?
3: You know, you're absolutely right, and I have to say, I don't take credit for it, maybe it was a kind of stubbornness, but I did just follow my heart. Now, I need to qualify that. It worked out very well for me. I'm not giving it as a formula, because many of us are told, follow your heart, do what you love, and the money will follow. Well, it may or it may not, because as I explain in the second purpose of life in this new book, under finding our career and calling, it's very important to differentiate what we're called to do, what our calling may be, and our career, which is about producing an income. Actually, making a living um, at some of us, perhaps you, uh, perhaps me, have combined what we might call a calling, doing what we love, with a career. But that isn 't always what happens to everyone. There are young, starving artists out there who say, "I have to devote all my time to playing the guitar, and that 's fine, but they may still be living in their parents basement, um, and if they had a day job, they could produce an income, some independence and stabilize their life, um, and then they could also practice their calling. So it's important to understand the difference. When we're told to do what we love, that's about following our calling. As it happens, I got good enough where I was eventually able to turn it into a career, first coaching at Stanford University and then as a college professor. But that isn't necessarily what everyone does. So I do emphasize that we, that we don't have to love our work. But everyone has to find a way to produce an income using their intelligence, their energy, um, and to produce an income for themselves, support their, themselves and their families if they have one, but at the same time, not to neglect uh, trusting their heart as well and following that inner voice to also doing what they love. Uh, and it may or may not produce income. So I wanted to make that very clear and tie in that. Second purpose in the four purposes of life about career and calling.
2: I I think that's so important that we often get into either or thinking, whereas Mm it can be and both. (laughs) Um, I I think also sometimes when we are just doing our work, we can stumble upon what can be uh, what our calling is.
3: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, some people's career becomes more and more meaningful to them and they find, they find the meaning in it and it becomes a kind of calling. It really uh, captures their imagination that can happen. Um, or it develops into a kind of career. One thing leads to another other people, their calling is, um, something they just love doing in, as in my case, it, it, they find a way to produce an income doing that. I used to tell my daughters when they were young, you know, do what you love and get someone to pay you for it. But it's a bit idealistic advice, but still, it's, you, cosmically speaking, it's good advice to, to um, find that connection. Now, somebody, people have asked me, how do I know if my career is also my calling? That's an easy one to answer, Paula. Um, if they won the lottery, would they keep doing it? And if they would, it's a calling. If they
2: wouldn't, it's a job. Uh, yes. And actually, someone said to me the other day, I don't want to win the lottery because then I'd have to get up, give up my work, which I love. I said, you could do both. <laughs> sure.
3: Sure. I know a lady who's independently wealthy, has millions of dollars. She works in a small bookshop. She loves uh, helping people and she loves books and recommending books. So, she is continuing to pursue her calling. She gets an income for it, but that doesn't mean much to her. She's not doing it primarily for that reason. But most of us don't have that luxury. We need to find some way um, to produce an income, but at the same time, and, and to find work that is appropriate to us. In that second uh, uh, part of the four purposes of life, I also go into the importance of self-knowledge. Because if we don't really know ourselves in terms of knowing our talents, what we're good at and what we're not good at, maybe, uh, knowing our values and and knowing our interests, because many people confuse what they think they should do or what someone thinks they should do with what they really are interested in. So once we know those things about ourselves, and that takes time and some experimentation, once we know that, we make better decisions. Because if we don't know that, we end up making the right decision for the wrong person, the one we thought we were.
2: Exactly. In fact, there was wisdom uh, that um, I was given early on that don't get a graduate degree until you've been working for a while because you don't really know what you want. You only think you know.
3: Oh, I think that's good advice. Uh, In fact, I think some young people, frankly, if I were the head of education, I would I strongly encourage young people not even to go to college until they've worked a year at some job, whether they like it or not, um, or some or join the Peace Corps or something like that, where they get out into the world, find out about themselves, and it helps them. If if and when they go back to college, they'll really appreciate it and have a bit more sense of direction. Often we call the twenties. Uh, that decade, the trying twenties, because we try this, then we try that, then we try that. And so it does take time. There's no way to rush it. Yet we tell students, you have to pick a major. You have to have a direction in life. What are you going to do for a living? And yes, if someone knows what they want to do for a living, it makes it much simpler because then they can take courses in line with their ultimate goal. But you know, most of us, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do with my life when I was in college. And I'm not, I'm not sure many people do. In fact, you know, um, Joseph Campbell once said many people who go from college right into a profession, professional school, they become a lawyer, a doctor, engineer, often they climb to the top of their career ladder only to find out it's leaning against the wrong wall. <laughs> so that's why we need to know ourselves. And this helps in relationships. Uh, and, and I go into, you know, ways to, to do that, to really focus in on who am I and, and um, what do I really want. And I think that is quite important. Again, that's all in that second purpose of the four purposes of life. And, and let's
2: go back to that first purpose, which we skipped over. But uh, we often hear what you talk about there, that life is a school and we're here to learn and grow uh, that's a, a very hard thing for many of us to think about because we want everything to be easy, and we think if if there if it's hard or a struggle or if we find challenges in life that we must be doing something wrong. That it's all supposed to be just light and easy.
3: Right? You know, they, there's a saying: God comforts the disturbed and disturbs the comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I view daily life as a form of spiritual weight training. If, if we don't lift any weights in life, we don't get any stronger. So the first purpose of life in the book, Learning Life's Lessons, sounds pretty mundane. It's one of those, I already know that type of topics. But I'm really saying something much more radical. I'm saying that Earth is a divine or perfect school, and we, we are here Um, and daily life is our classroom, we are here in order to learn. It's not the icing on the cake, it's the entire cake. Uh, No one can fail at anything, at a relationship, at work, at any task, if they've learned a lesson. So I'm suggesting that daily life is guaranteed to teach us everything we need to learn in order to continue to evolve and grow as human beings our relationships will teach us, our financial challenges will teach us. And so, I think we should at least we don't have to pretend to like adversities and difficulties that come along, but we should keep that thread of attention just as we look back on past adversities. Everyone I know has had physical, emotional, or mental pain in their life at one time or another. And if we look back on those times, we'll recognize we're a little bit stronger now because of that, a little bit wiser. Maybe we have more compassion or perspective because of that. So again, it's that helps us to appreciate what daily life is for. It's not just getting through the day, taking the trash out, going to work, making another dollar. It's about each day poses the challenge and the opportunity to learn to become more of who we are.
2: Uh, And and in fact, not that a gratitude journal isn't wonderful, and I did that for a long time, but what also helped me was doing a journal every night that focused on what did I learn, how did I grow, what new knowledge, what new wisdom uh, did I gain, because we are here to continue to use our experiences and we can be grateful for even the difficulties because as you say those develop our character and our strength
3: yeah and you mentioned many people wonder why daily life has to be difficult well i can tell your listeners how to make life easier for sure uh first of all uh never be in a committed relationship um don't have any children um, don't don't work at a job. Just take on as little responsibility as you can. Maybe get a little trailer and live in the woods, and life will seem easier in many ways. You won't have to face the challenges many people do. But you know what? Personally, I don't think we're here for easy. I don't think souls come to Earth just for easy. Granted, there are easier ways to live. As in any martial art, there are more efficient ways to move with the force. Uh, we don't have to do unnecessary pain, unnecessary effort. But to me, this is a training ground, and any of us who've taken any training can appreciate that. In fact, I raise the issue in, uh, uh, in the book under that first purpose, in the Four Purposes of Life, I, ra- I raise the term voluntary adversity. And when people hear this term, they go, what's, what's that? What's voluntary adversity? Well, I ask people, have you ever done a sport or done fitness training or yoga? Have you ever learned to play a musical instrument or any other form of physical challenge? And those who say yes, I go, that is a form of voluntary adversity. Life is easier if we don't take on that challenge. Um, in fact, I ask people, Do you have, can you have you maintained an intimate relationship with anyone for, say, more than two months? Those who say yes, I go that 's a form of voluntary adversity <laughs> my, dear, my my dear wife my dear wife, and i 've been married forty years she 's my guardian angel, best friend, but still, there are bumps in the road in any relationship um, it 's not easy to become mature enough to maintain a healthy communicative uh, compatible relationship and the same thing with raising children. I have three daughters, four grandchildren. Um, But raising kids is not easy. There's a saying that mature adults don't make children. Children make mature adults because children can't raise children. We have to grow up. And so, again, another form of voluntary adversity, being involved in the world of business and commerce, that is a form of voluntary adversity. Life is easier without doing any of those things. But by taking them on, look who we become.
2: Uh, Absolutely. And, And one of the things that I like to say is that I don't know which pieces of the things that weren't very much fun to go through or that were really quite horrible to go through could I take away and still know that I'd be me. And I like me, so I have to just value every experience that I've had and every piece that I've learned that's helped to make me, me.
3: Well, yeah, again, I really enjoy your comments. Um, I, anybody who's read way of the peaceful warrior, my first book or seen the peaceful warrior movie, you know, with Nick Nolte based on the book, um, knows that I did shatter my right leg in about 40 pieces, my right thigh bone, um Just before I was supposed to go as an observer to the world championships um, a few days later, and it took me a long time to come back from that. I was able to do it, but you know I wouldn't be speaking with you today if that hadn't happened. I think it shook me up. I started asking bigger questions. However, I do not recommend fractures as a method <laughs> of personal growth and uh, and evolution. Uh, there are other ways that are a little more graceful. You can learn something from a dream or from an experience if you're open to the lessons. So when I tell people, you don't need to read a book or attend a seminar in order to evolve as a human being, uh, they often ask me, well, then why do you write books, Dan, and why do you teach seminars? And the answer is any good reminder can shed some light on our life to make it more clear so we can actually more gracefully learn the lessons of everyday life to save us a little unnecessary pain and a little time. So that's why I teach, write books, and uh, do the work I do to help people be better students in the school of everyday life.
2: And I'm so glad you do, and we're um, going to break for a couple minutes here, and then We'll come back and continue this wonderful conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now on your paper, write down, new ways that you want to use your life to learn and grow. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dan Millman for more conversation about the four purposes of life.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session.
1: You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit.
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down new ways that you want to use your life to learn and grow. And I'm so glad we're here with Dan Millman to talk more about the four purposes of life. And I'd like to now move, into Dan, into the third purpose. I mentioned in my introduction about how much I loved your system and how helpful it was to me. So tell us a little more about that, please.
3: happy to do that. Um, I, I had, let me to provide a context here you for your listeners i had written a fairly large book sort of a masterwork called the life you were born to live in nineteen ninety four It sold over a million copies Um and, and the reason is it uh, has uncanny accuracy in terms of helping us to understand ourselves i talked about self-knowledge earlier uh, and understand our life path which is not just our career or calling it goes much deeper than that and what anything i could say about it would would make less sense i think than to uh... encourage your listeners when this program is over to go to my website at peacefulwarrior.com dot com they will see a link that says life purpose if they click on that link on my home page they will go to a free life purpose calculator um they don't have to put in their email address or anything. They just go to that calculator, they put in their day, month and year of birth, and they will immediately see a number, which won't mean too much, but there'll be some words and letters there and a paragraph or so, a teaser, a sampler, a taste of some of the core issues of their life. And there's much more information they can get in the four purposes of life or in the, the bigger book, The Life You Were Born to Live, and they're all shown there. So Uh, There's even a Life Purpose app. Anyone with an iPhone or Android phone can get the app, the Peaceful Warrior Life Purpose app, and they can get all the information about not only their uh, life path, but that of their children, their parents. It's quite interesting insights into those we love to help us understand them in an entirely different way. So that's what I would invite your listeners to do, and they will then get a better grasp of this third purpose of life finding our our life path uh it is a mysterious purpose because i asked myself once how can working with the numbers of our date of birth possibly give valid reliable accurate information about the core issues of our life but i found after working with it for nearly 30 years that it absolutely does the particular method and interpretation that i learned from a rather unusual mentor I mentioned this story in the third part of the four purposes of life. So that's what I can say for now about that third purpose and how I derived um, this system and uh, how we can find our life path through those numbers. And so we, at least we have a few minutes perhaps to mention and talk about the uh, the fourth purpose of life. But I wonder if you have any comments or questions about
2: that. Well, I just wanted to really encourage people to pursue it, because even if you think you know the answer, I have done so much work with astrology and numerology and so many methods of learning about myself and my purpose, and, and I was really blown away with the way this gave me new insight. So even if you've been someone who's been looking deeply and thinking deeply, uh, you will be you will get new information. So I I I uh, I was amazed and pleased. And so yes, let's talk about the fourth purpose.
3: Well, you know, if people can get over, even though it's a small book, the four purposes of life, about 150 pages, it's packed with information. So people can get a little overwhelmed thinking about all the factors of learning life's lessons, the first purpose, including I go into the 12 courses we're here to, uh, um, pass in order to graduate. That's all in that first purpose. The second, dealing with career and calling and self-knowledge and making decisions. Uh, the third purpose, that mysterious life path, finding that. Uh, so the fourth purpose brings us back to Earth, r- something we can absolutely handle right here and now. The fourth purpose of life is attending to our purpose in this present moment. Someone may not know the answer to the question, what's your cosmic purpose here or ultimate destiny? But we can always answer the question, what is your purpose right now? For example, your purpose and mine are is very clear in this moment. We're talking with each other. Um, so that's why it's because the quality of our, our lives um, determine, are determined by the quality of our moments. Life is a series of moments now and now and now. So by attending to what we need to do right now, we're more likely to live a fulfilling and productive life where we get things done. And so that's why I think the fourth purpose may be the most important, practical, and accessible one of all.
2: But I think it, it's also one of the hardest really, because yes, this is our purpose, be, talking with each other right now. But how many people, when they're in a conversation are really there and not thinking ahead to, well, what am I going to say next or what's gro- I have to buy the groceries or are the kids okay? or how many of us are there in the moment?
3: You got that right. It is not easy. It's simple, but not easy. Because we have to, over time, we begin to realize the only moment of reality, in fact, the only moment of sanity, is right now. All the rest is memory, which may be slightly distorted, or imagination, projecting into the future, which may or may not occur the way we imagine. Maybe that's why Mark Twain once said, I've had many troubles in my life most of which never happened (laughs) because most of our troubles are either ruminating about the past or anxiety about the future. And it's a habit. It's just a bad habit we've gotten into. Most of us hardly ever live in the present because our mind drifts to this memory. And what about that? And what's going to happen in five minutes or, or tomorrow? And if we just take a deep breath and settle in, to now. Now, everybody's heard of that. Oh, yes, I know. It's good to live in the present moment. But it has to become more than a slogan. It has to gradually seep into our lives where the past and future, it's a wonderful capacity to remember the past or look into the future. But we don't want to get attached to that. We want to recognize the difference of imagination, memory, and the reality of right now. As we do that, life begins to be more simple. The mind begins to quiet and, and, and many other advantages uh, as we do that. So it just takes practice. It's not an instant thing. Uh,
2: exactly. I know. I, it took me years. And can, I can, it's a continuous learning. I, and I just wanted to add a statistic here that only 8% of we, what we worry about really happens. So if mm-hmm. you can't do anything to prevent it, all that worry is just wasted time and energy.
3: I would agree. Um, uh,
2: And I I just wanted to add one more quick comment uh, on this topic. As I was thinking about, uh, because at one point in there, you talk about how, don't think about how you're going to do something, do it. um, And that the only uh, real um, answer to a decision is action in the moment. Well, thinking about, Thinking about doing something is the same as not doing
3: it. Uh, uh, And there's a saying, don't think without acting or act without thinking. So nothing wrong with imagining, conceptualizing, planning, but ultimately our lives are determined by what we do moment to moment.
2: Uh, Exactly. And I also loved your concept that it's not about how we feel, it's how we act and what we do that's so important. Yeah. Uh, I I just want to to add one more quick thing around this topic and that is that sometimes if all we do is plan then we never get it we never do it because we can think about all the stumbling blocks all the reasons not to do it all the pitfalls and never do it.
3: Well let me end with this this comment then. Uh, what I advise uh, people in my seminars and workshops and my readers is it's fine to dream big, but start small and then connect the dots.
2: One step at a time. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Um, I and it. I'm wonderful. And I wish you well. And Dan, you can get more information at peacefulwarrior.com. And I want to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Dan Millman's book and to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, the Ohm Awakening, the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of angels... Archangels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my Connecting with Your Soul, Asking and Receiving workshop. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. Those of you who live in Dallas and want to experience my ultimate creative problem solving process, click on my meetup group. We meet once a month. Um, on Wednesday's first Wednesday from 1130 to one. Please join us next Thursday when Dan David bookbinder this week was Dan when David bookbinder will return to talk with us about adult coloring books for fun relaxation and healing. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty in your own life or an inspirational story to share, leave a phone message at 214-736-4460. Send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved.